Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. Come with me to Mark chapter 14. Thank you. Thank you, praise team. Mark chapter 14, when you find it, stand with me. You know what's crazy about that, y'all, is this morning on the way to church, my wife and I started reflecting on that song because it ties right into what message God has given me to share today. And I text Willie the YouTube clip of that song. And I said, I just want to sing a little bit of this. I know everybody may not know this one. He said, Pastor, they already singing it. I said, well, look at God. Yes, Lord, through the storm. I'm going to preach. Give me a minute. Have you ever had one of them weeks where everything that could happen, happened? And it just kind of, every time you, you, you're trying to walk with joy, it just got hit. Left, right, up, down, it just got hit, just got hit. That's the kind of week I had this week. Through the storm. And the rain. That's my response to last week. Through and all sorts of pain Mark chapter 14 verse 3 Mark chapter 14 Mark chapter 14 yeah Mark chapter 14 verse 3 alright let me leave that alone y'all don't want what to come from that <laughs> We'll, we'll never move on. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. It's all right. chapter 14 verses 3 reads like this out of the New Revised Standard Version while Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper as he sat at the table a woman came with an alabaster jar or flask of very costly ointment of nard and she broke it open she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. Jesus is chilling at the house in Bethany of Simon, who used to be a leper. Sat at the table, reclined. A woman, a woman, a woman. Somebody say a woman. A woman came in with an alabaster jar, very costly ointment of nard, and she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. I want to talk today from this thought very simply. Give it all you've got. Thank you. you may be seated. Give it all you've got. 
Tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the world will pause on this continent to celebrate and honor the life of Queen, Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. And I must be honest with you, I know that her life is complicated and layered uh, with issues of colonialism and imperialism that the British monarchy has represented for thousands of centuries, hundreds of centuries. It's a complicated legacy that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has, but even people who have complicated circumstances and layered lives can still teach you lessons. And I believe I found some symmetry and similarity between myself and Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II because she started so young in that position. She was 25 years old, I believe, when she became the queen of the throne there in England. And at the age of 21, 1947 and 21, she made a speech down in Cape Town, South Africa, where she finally coming into the fullness of her womanhood, according to that culture, said these words, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. She says, but I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join in with me as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow and God bless all of you who are willing to share in it. But the lines that caught me fellowship were, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. Queen Elizabeth II was announcing that I'm going to give it all I've got. And whether my life is short or whether my life is lengthy, whatever time I have left, I'm going to give it all I've got. A few years ago, 2013, when I was on my way to Yale Divinity School, I was on a flight from Atlanta to Hartford, Connecticut. I met a stranger, a white lady on the plane who sat beside me, one of the nicest human beings I'd ever met in my life. She looked at my youth. She looked and saw that I was green around the ears, and she started digging into my story. I was just 22 years old, leaving home to go to school in Connecticut. I'm a southern boy. Don't know anything about snow or or the coldness of the culture of Connecticut. I'm leaving home and she starts digging into my life and she figures out I'm a young man leaving Morehouse going to Yale Divinity School on a full ride. She said, can I get your address to send you a gift? She sent me a gift a few days later in the mail at my new address in Connecticut. It was a book called The Four Agreements. She wrote a note and said, this book has radically changed my life. I believe it can change your life. I started digging into that book for agreements and all it is is some Toltec wisdom. That word Toltec means that it was ancient wisdom from the Mexican community and, uh, and there were four agreements that this author comes up with out of the Toltec community and the first agreement is this, don't take anything personally. Second agreement is this, don't make any assumptions. The third agreement is this, be impeccable with your words. The last agreement is this, always do your best. And what I appreciate about that particular chapter, always do your best, is that they said your best will vary depending on the day that you're giving it. 
because you won't always be able to give your best like you gave last week. When you're sick, your best changes. When you're going through mental health care challenges, your best shifts. When you're stressed and strained and you don't know where your resources are going to come from that are going to help you pay your bills, then your best may change. But the commitment, the agreement that you and I have to make is to always do our best. All that Toltec wisdom was trying to tell us is you've got to give it all you've got. And there's a poem that Martin Luther King made famous years ago called Be the Best of Whatever You Are. You might have heard it before. It says you can't be a pine on the, if you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a shrub in the valley, but be the best little shrub by the side of the rill. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a bush, be a bit of grass and some highway happier make. If you can't be a muskie, then just be a bass, but be the liveliest bass in the lake. We can't all be captains. We've got to be crew. There's something for all of us here. There's big work to do. There's lesser to do, and the task you must do is near. If you can't be a highway, then be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or fail. Just be the best of whatever you are. And what God has given me to share with you, fellowship, as we continue in this series on serving God, is God has led me to deposit this into your spiritual bank account that you and I have to be committed to giving it all we've got. And let me tell you a little secret. You really don't know how much time you have on earth, so you might as well leave the minuscule matters alone, leave the diminutive uh, 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 disasters. And, 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 and the disappointments alone those are big words that simply mean leave the petty stuff alone leave the trivialities alone you've got to give it all you've got life is not as long as you think it's going to be. I don't care if you live into your 90s and become a nonagenarian, live into your 80s and become an octogenarian. It does not matter how long you live. You get up to those ages and realize I really didn't have as much time as I thought I did. I just need to holler at y'all. I'm going to try to preserve myself today and not sweat myself out today. But can I just holler at a couple Christians around the sanctuary of fellowship who understand that as long long as I am alive, I'm going to be caught giving it all I've got. I'm going to be the best mama I can be. I'm going to be the best father I can be. I'm going to be the best student I can be. I'm going to be the best disciple of Jesus that I can be. I'm going to be the best co-worker I can be. I'm going to be the best supervisor that I can be. And you're not going to catch me half doing anything but if I put my hand to the plow I'm gonna give it all I've got I'm not just talking about working for Jesus I'm talking about everything you do in your life I'm so sick of being around people who are half-baked and they're satisfied with mediocrity every now and then excellence ought to become the floor of your life and I'm striving for perfection but I'll settle for excellence because in this life I've got to give it all I've got holler at me if you're already with me on this sermonship today and just look at your neighbor and say give it all you got 
And even when your money and what you want it to be, give it all you got. And even when it seems like you got more people against you than you have for you, give it all you've got. And even when your name and reputation is being drugged through the mud of society, give it all you've got. I want you to smile with your all and give with your all and serve with your all and show up with your all because God is not going to judge what you give based off of what other people were doing to you. God's going to look at you and determine how faithful you were even when life was not stacked in your advantage. Can I holler at somebody around here that can make the devil mad and admit you've tried a lot to take out of me. You've put a lot in investing to make sure I didn't survive but since I'm alive, since I'm breathing since there's oxygen in my lungs and sense in my mind and strength in my muscles and stability in my feet and joy in my heart. I wish I had an 8 o'clock service that'll wake up for a second since I got all of that I'm going to give it all I got because I know this I just am not being faithful to God I got a God who will end up being faithful to me and in this text today, with the little few minutes I've got left, we meet a sister who gave it all she had. You probably heard this story before. There is some kind of story about a woman pouring out oil on the feet of Jesus or the head of Jesus in almost every gospel. But this is not the story from John because John reveals that Mary did that. This is not the story from Luke because they say a woman who was a, a past sinner did that. This is a woman with no name and I want you to pay attention to the fact that in our story today Jesus is in Bethany minding his business eating at a man's house called Simon the leper now this isn't in the sermon but can I just talk to you on the front porch before we get into the house it is significant to me that they call him Simon the leper because there is no way he's still a leper and people are in his house the rules of the culture suggest that if you are a leper you have to be quarantined in a certain side of the city away from everybody else so your illness won't contaminate somebody else holler at me if you're awake so the fact that they're still calling him Simon the leper is interesting to me because it really should have read Simon the used to be leper but it's just like church folk to never get over what you used to be and they keep trying to label you what you used to be but even when they keep labeling you what you used to be Jesus will still come to your house and it doesn't matter if they like you agree with you or friends with you or want to speak well of you you keep calling me Simon the leper but I'm glad Jesus is at my house today that ain't even in the sermon we just on the front porch He's at Simon the leper's house eating, reclining, and this sister walks in and breaks open what scholars call an alabaster box or an alabaster flask, which was like a crystal flask or small vase that had expensive oils in it. She does not, yeah, just pour a little dab on Jesus and then keep the rest for herself. She breaks it open and lets it all pour out because the sermon title today is not let's give Jesus a dab the sermon title today is not a dab will do yeah the sermon title today is not a little drizzle in the you know no the sermon title is give it all you got and she walked in that room uninvited at another man's house just to get to Jesus to be able to give him all she had 
A couple things I want you to know about giving it all you got. Number one, your passion to serve reveals your character. Your passion to serve reveals your character. Tell your sleeping neighbor beside you, your passion to serve reveals your character. I'm so glad we're back in church because I can see when you don't follow instructions. Look at your neighbor and tell them your passion to serve reveals your character. When you start serving God, here's what's really happening. People are able to see who you really are. You really can tell who a person is when they start serving the Lord, when they start living their life for others. And here's what we learn about her. Two things. There's a lot more, but I can't preach to 10 o'clock. Two things today, and I'll come back to this story later in my pastorate. Can I tell you two things about her? Number one, she's generous. Number two, she's nameless. She's generous and she's nameless. You're going to wake up in a minute. She's generous and she's nameless. Y'all still sleep. She's generous and she's nameless. If you've been with me, you know what's about to happen. I'm going to say it until you act like you got it. She's generous and she's nameless. She's generous and she's nameless. You ready for me to move on? I'm ready. You act like you got it. She's generous and she's nameless. She's what? She's generous and she's nameless. The biblical scholars suggest that this oil called spikenard that's in this alabaster jar or flask it would take a day laborer in this culture one year to save up for this oil. So when she breaks open the oil it is the equivalent of her giving Jesus a whole year's salary. Another scholar suggests that the amount of the oil that was in that alabaster flask could have provided 7,500 meals for the people of that day. 7,500 people could have been fed if she would have instead taken that oil to somewhere, traded it in for some denarii, which is what they called the money back in that day. But instead of her taking the money in, taking the oil in to get money from the oil, she decides, I want to anoint Jesus. I want to pour this out as an act of anointment and worship and give it all I got. She is generous. Stop telling me you're a Christian and you're not generous. Stop telling me you're a Christian but you complain every time it's time to give an offering or do a sacrificial seed. Stop telling me you're a Christian and you're selfish. Stop telling me you're a Christian but you got $20 in your pocket cash and walk right by the homeless person or the houseless person in Chicago on the south side or west side. Stop telling me you're a Christian because when you are a real Christian giving is a priority in your life how so preacher because John 3.16 put it like this for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son if you got a God who gives you got a savior who gave his life you got to be a disciple who's willing to give in your life she's generous and she's nameless I'm really wanting to ask you are you generous and are you able to serve while you're nameless 
Nobody knows this woman's name. The only thing the text says in verse 3 is a woman walked in. We don't know her name to this day. All I know is a woman walked in. And when you're serving as an usher, are you cool with the fact that nobody may know your name, but they know a woman greeted me at the door and her smile made me feel warm. A man shook my hand in church and made me feel like I belonged. A sister sold into my life on one of the lowest days of my life. Too many Christians want to be called. They want to be acknowledged. They want their name recognized. But when you do it for the Lord, as long as he knows your name, preach y'all. As long as he knows your name, it doesn't matter who knows your name. Tell somebody around you, give it all you got. Even when they forget your name. Because I didn't do it for you to know my name. There is a name that I love to hear. I love to sing his word. It sounds like music in my ear. It's the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Everything I do is to make his name look good. Everything I give is to make his name look good. When I'm serving and sacrificing, it's not so you know my name. It's so I can use all the energy I have to make his name look good. Oh, your passion to serve reveals your character. Look at the person beside you one more time. I'm going to keep asking you to do it until the room wakes up. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. Look at him and say, can you be generous? And can you serve nameless? You must have the passion to serve. And it's going to reveal your character. Because some people ain't never going to serve. Because they can't do it nameless. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware. There's some people you're never going to get nothing out of them. Because they are people so full of themselves, God can't add nothing to them. Your passion to serve reveals your what? Your character. Then secondly, here's another thing you got to know if you're going to give it all you got. You must pour even when you're, un when you're not comfortable. Text says, verse 3, while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, he sat at the table and the woman came in with an alabaster jar of very costly, you see that? Very costly ointment of nard. And she broke it open, poured it on his head, but where, where is she not comfortable, preacher? Well, it's right there. It's subtle. She's in Bethany. Bethany gets his name from two things. It's called the house of figs because there were a lot of fig trees there. Or the house of dates because there was a lot of fruit called dates there. Or the secondary name is house of misery. Because it was in Bethany that Jesus had to go find his friends and raise Lazarus from the dead. It was in Bethany where so many people were sick and Jesus had to go and work and heal a lot of the sick and ill people there in Bethany. And so because there was so much, so much sickness in Bethany, there was so much death in Bethany, it got the nickname House of Misery. She is in a place known for misery, still giving her best. Can't stay here long, but some of us want the conditions to be conducive to your comfort before you give 
before you. So I, I can't tell you how many people I've met in my life in ministry. 16 years of preaching ministry since 2006. 16 years later, I can't tell you how many Christians I've met who said, I feel like my season is up in my church. Because I'm not getting fed. I'm not talking about nobody around here. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. But if the shoe fits, put it on. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not getting fed at my church. And my response to them is always this. Before you move, be prayerful. Because some seasons, God doesn't have you there to get a blessing. Some seasons, God have you there to be a blessing. And you know you are growing. Are y'all listening? You know you are growing in your walk with God when you can be in a miserable situation and you still show up and keep giving your best. Some of y'all got to go to work tomorrow in a miserable situation, but God is not looking at the misery of the place. He's looking at the joy of the person. And can you still give your best even when you're unhappy? Even when you don't agree with the pastor, even when you don't like what your CEO, your supervisor is doing, even when you got trifling, duplicitous, messy people around you, can you still break open your oil and say, God, I'm going to give my best even though it doesn't feel good right now. If you're waiting on everything to feel good, you will never do anything for Jesus. If you're waiting on everything to be perfect, you will never do anything. Here's the second thing I tell them when they come to me tell me I'm not fed anymore. I said, well, if you find a perfect church, please don't join it. Because the minute you walk in it, it will no longer be perfect. There are no perfect churches. There are no perfect pastors. There are no perfect ministries. There are no perfect families. Come here. There are no perfect husbands. There are no perfect wives. There are no perfect children. Preach up. There are no perfect situations. But when you serve a perfect God, he'll let you feel some peace in the middle of unperfect situations. Holler to yourself and say, serve anyway. Be faithful anyway. And it might feel miserable. You might feel despondent. You may feel discouraged. But break open your oil in the middle of Bethany. And your fragrance from the oil, which is like perfume, will make a miserable place smell better. What I really want to ask you is not what the room is doing to you. What are you doing to the room? Are you adding joy? I feel like preaching and I'm trying to hold. Are you adding peace with your messy gossiping self? Do you add any wisdom when you walk in the room? We so quick to talk about what's not there and what other people are doing and how they hurt your feelings. Have you ever thought about all the people feelings you hurt? Have you ever thought about how much messiness and drama and negative energy comes in the room when you show up? I can't control you. I can control me. So when I show up, I'm going to bring some peace. When I show up, I'm going to bring the Holy Ghost. When I show up, I'm going to bring some prayer up in here, up in here. Holler loud as you can. Pour anyway. Now say a little bit louder. Pour anyway. You must pour even when you're not comfortable because we've been called to give our all. Oh, your passion to serve reveals your character. You must pour when you're not comfortable 
But thirdly, you must prepare for criticism. You must prepare for criticism. Verse 3, here it is. Y'all read verse 3. Let's go down to verse 4. After she poured and broke open the bar, not the bar, the jar. Now that's what some of y'all did last week on that ship. They broke open that bar, but we're talking about the jar today. Verse 4, here it is. It's coming up on the screen. But some were there who said to one another in anger, why was this ointment wasted in this way? Had to be some church folk. Verse 5, for this ointment, see, see, see what they could have done if it was me. What, what they could have done is used it and sold it for more than 300 denarii, which represents their money. And I already told you 300 denarii was the equivalent of a whole annual year's salary. They could have used this and given it to the poor, so they scolded her. Can't you hear them in the corner? Girl, you done lost your mind. Girl, girl, girl. Look at her. She thinks she's special. Gonna walk in here and come pour all this all on Jesus. Just want to be seen. She just want to be seen. Now see, if it was me, child, what I'd have done is, I'd have taken that all down there and we could have fed homeless people. We could have used that, been much more prudent with how we use the money. Here's the point. It ain't your oil. When you save up your oil, do what you want to do with your oil, but leave folk alone that's trying to give God their best. Let me whisper something to you, and this is coming out of my soul this morning. You will never do anything great worried about what people got to say. You better quickly be released from the criticism because they're going to talk whether you're successful or whether you fail. If you're successful, they're going to say, she thinks she all that. If you fail, they're going to say, I, I knew she wasn't going to do nothing. So since they're going to talk regardless, just find your middle ground and be yourself. If you dress too short, they're going to say you look like you're loose. If you dress too long, they're going to say you're a holy roller. If you're in church all the time, they're going to say she thinks she's better than everybody. If you never come to church, they're going to say you're a black backslider. If you wear nice stuff, they're going to say you're wasting your money trying to show off. If you walk around in rags, they're going to say, now I know he could do a little bit better than that. Whatever you do, people are going to have something to say. So go ahead and free your mind this morning and say, God, I'm living for you. I'm working for you. I'm serving for you. I'm leading for you. I don't care what the naysayers say. Let them talk. You better get some resilience about yourself because people will run you up out of here. You ain't got to tell me about church folk. I know church folk. We got, we got young new Christians who've been away from the church for years and years and years. And they finally coming back trying to connect. And the problem is they're showing up trying to give God their best. But they only got clothes from the club. But they in church. But they got clothes from the club. But they in church. 
but they dress like they're going to the club. And we got Christians. Now, you know, I don't like her doing that. I don't think she ought to be up there that front with all that short dress on. She know what she's doing. What you ought to say is, I'm just glad she's in church. If you love her right, if you embrace her right, if you share wisdom, older ladies, and pour love into them, that dress will get shorter, shorter, and shorter. Longer, longer, and longer. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. But the truth is, if I went back in time, some of y'all's dresses did get shorter, shorter. And we, oh, how quickly we forget. That's what kills me about church people. Now you saved and old with arthritis and bunions and you forgot you used to wear six inch stiletto heels too. You used to wear shorter, shorter, shorter dresses too. And now you saved and gonna act like you bougie and all that. No, if God hadn't have kept you, you wouldn't have been kept either. Prepare for criticism. Dr. Jamie, prepare for criticism. Deacon Dixon, prepare for criticism. I, 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 I don't know who this word is for today. I'm almost finished, but I'm trying to tell you, prepare for it. I don't care if you walk on water, they're going to say, why didn't you run? I don't care if you go to the moon, they're going to say, well, why didn't you go to the sun? Prepare in your mind that you will never make everybody happy. But if what you're doing is designed in his heart to please God and bless God and bless others on behalf of God, it doesn't matter what they say. Are y'all listening to me at 8 o'clock service? Your passion to serve reveals your character because you got to give it all you got. If you're going to give it all you got, you must pour even when you're not comfortable. You, you, if you're going to give it all you got, you must prepare for criticism. But lastly and finally, if you're going to give it all you've got, watch this, you'll be protected by Jesus Christ. They over there talking and they over there whispering, I would have brought this oil. I would have I would, I would helped the poor with this. I could have sold this oil and gotten 300 denarii. I could have got an annual year's salary with this. Verse 6, but Jesus said, oh, that'll preach right there. Preachers, if you ever run out of something to preach, go to Mark chapter 14, verse 6, and just preach three words, but Jesus said. Because every now and then, I need to know what Jesus said. I know what y'all say, but what did Jesus say? I know what the Republicans and the Democrats are saying, but what did Jesus say? Can I tell you what he said? Can I tell you what he said? Y'all leave her alone. Why y'all bothering her? She has performed a good service for me. King James Version says, she's done a beautiful thing. Verse 7 says, for you will always have the poor with you and you can show kindness to them wherever you wish. But you will not always have me. People misunderstand this verse. Jesus is saying, if you really want to do something with the poor, you can do that whenever you get ready. Now that she's done what she wants to do with her oil, you want to tell her what she ought to do with her money. But when you get some money, you're going to have the poor with you forever. You'll always be able to do something for the poor. But Jesus is saying, I'm on my way to Calvary. I've got to die before this thing is all over. And so I need you to understand, she's done this for me. Verse 8, here it is. She has done what she could. Uh, she has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. 
Verse 9, it gets even better. It gets even better. Truly, I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. Jesus does two things for her. He shuts down her opposition, but he speaks up for her reputation. He shuts down her opposition, but he speaks up for her reputation. Can I whisper something to you? You know you're getting older in God when you stop trying to fight battles on your own. I'm not going to stay here long. We got to go. But, but do I have some witnesses around fellowship who can admit can't nobody. I know it's bad English, but just roll with me. Can't nobody fight a battle like God. Can't nobody handle a hater like God. Can't nobody prepare a table in the presence of your enemies like God. Can't nobody silence your enemies like God. So stop using your energy to clap back. Stop using your energy to respond. Stop using your energy to buy t-shirts that say try Jesus, don't try me. We don't need to try nobody. All you need to do is do what God called you to do. He'll handle your enemies. He'll handle the naysayers. Am, am I preaching to myself? This side of the room, are y'all away? Is there anybody over here at 8 o'clock that can holler at the pastor and say, Reb, I know you're telling me. He'll fight for you. He'll speak up for you. And he'll tell people, leave him alone. Then Jesus kept on talking. And it gets even better. He speaks up for her reputation. He said, y'all think whatever you want to think about it. But I tell you this, as long as the gospel is preached all over the world, y'all going to remember this nameless woman. Still don't know her name. But look at us. On the third Sunday of September, 2022, over 2,000 years later, still talking about a nameless woman who just did her best. And there is a song that says, if when you give the best of your service, telling the world that Savior has come, be not dismayed. When men and women don't believe you, God will understand and say, well done. That didn't get you. Let me come down your street. Time is filled with swift transitions. None on earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hands. Another verse says, covet not this world's vain riches that so rapidly decay, but seek to gain your heavenly treasure, for they shall never pass away. If, yeah, when your journey is completed, if to God you have been true, fair and bright, your home and glory, your enraptured soul shall view. And the chorus says, hold to his hands God's unchanging hands build your hopes on things eternal and hold 
to God's unchanging hands. Can you put your fist to your neighbor's fist and look them dead in the eye? Use sanitizer later. Tell them, neighbor, whatever you do, keep giving your best. Keep serving your best. Keep offering your best. Tell them if you be faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. Watch him open doors. Watch him make ways. Watch him take care of your babies. Watch him pay your bills. Watch him assign angels over your house. Watch him protect you from danger seen and unseen. Watch him make your enemies your footstool. Watch him protect your marriage. Watch him protect your mind. Am I preaching this morning to anybody in the room that can lift your hands and say, I'm going to keep on giving my all. It may not be much, but I'm going to use what I got to do what I got to do because some scripture that I read said be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because your labor is not It's not in vain. Won't it pay off? Won't it take care of you? Won't it make a way? Put your hand on a neighbor's shoulder. Shake them a little bit. Rock them a little bit. And tell them, give them your all. Tell them, give them your all. Tell them, why should I do it? Tell them, be not dismayed. Whatever, whatever betides you, because God will take care of you beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. Won't he do it? I'm looking for a witness. I'm looking for a testimony who's already lived what I'm preaching. Wave your hand. Holler in the building. Praise him online for still being God. Tell three people he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. Don't tell two, tell three. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. If you lived it, give him some praise. If you're waiting on it, give him some praise. If you're standing on a promise, give him some praise. But before it's over, I bet the neighbor's going to know your name because of what you did for Jesus. Give him glory. So... I don't mind pouring. I don't mind pouring. I don't mind the criticism. 
I don't mind breaking open everything I've got because I'm doing it for Jesus. Can I whisper something to you? I know I got a little loud. I'm sorry. Let me whisper this. You keep pouring, but you'll never outpour God. When God pours, this is what it looks like. He opens windows in heaven and he pours out to us blessings we don't have room enough to receive. Oh, somebody praise them in this room. Somebody praise them online. Lift your hands to the Lord today. Repeat after me. God, I, I promise to keep giving my all. God, as long as I'm alive, I'm going to give you my all. Tell God, if my life is long, if my life is short, when I die, they will say, I did my best. Some mama praise them, some daddy praise them, some parent praise them, some teenager praise them, some millennial praise God from whom all blessings flow. If you're in this room today and you needed this message, I, this is one of those scriptures, Dr. Deanna, I didn't want to preach it, but it wouldn't leave me alone. I was arrested by the Holy Ghost. Because somebody feels like I'm giving my all and ain't nobody giving back to me. Don't you feel like that sometimes? They don't appreciate this. And you just feel like you're wasting your time. It's never wasted. Because God takes good notes. And he keeps a record of all we do for the glory of God. Others may not see it. God sees it. If you need Christ today, this Jesus who will shut down your opposition, this Jesus who will speak up for your reputation, this Jesus who is able even in your life today to tell folks, leave my child alone. <laughs> if you want to give your life to this Jesus who has given us his all on Calvary for dying for us, all he asks is for you to give him a yes, say yes. Just say yes. I, I believe you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I want to confess with my mouth that you're God and I want to follow you today. If you're in this room and you need a church home, come on down front. If you need Jesus, come on down front. If, if you just want a fresh start and you've been giving and you feel empty and you need God to refill you, come on today. He'll refill you. He'll fill you. He'll fill you. He'll fill you. He'll fill you. Faithful, faithful. You've been so faithful. Because he is faithful, isn't he? He's faithful. God bless you, my sister. Somebody needs to walk out. Somebody needs to walk out. Somebody needs else to walk out. Come on, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, man, woman, boy, or girl. Where are my brothers? Any brothers in the room that need a fresh start today? Yeah, come on. He's faithful, y'all. If you be faithful to him, God will be faithful to you. Come on.
as I look back over my life, I can see how you love, how you love even though you've never left me, but you forgave me, and you kept on blessing. Come on, this I recall. Come on, therefore I have hope. It's because. That we are not consumed because, bless you, welcome home, welcome home. Great is, great is, bless you my brother, bless you man. I knew I felt a brother in the room. Come on, come on, come on, come on, one more time, rock with us as I look, as I look Come on. Come on, say I can see, I can see how you love, how you love even though, even though I've done wrong, wrong, you've never left me, but you forgave me, and you kept on blessing me, this I recall, it's because we are not consumed, because our compassion they are not, they are new every morning. Come on, put those hands together all over the building. Now say, you've been, Lord, you've been, Look over your life like this woman So you've been In spite of it all you've been so faithful And God been faithful Look over your life and say Lord you've been Anybody else need to come? Anybody else need to come? Hey, I can never repay you Lord For what you've done for me How you loosed my shackles and you set me free how you made a way out of no way Turn my darkness into day You've been my joy in the time of sorrow Hope for my tomorrow Peace in the time of storm Strength when I'm weak and worn I can never repay you, Lord, for what you've done for me How you lose my shackles and you set me free How you made a way, made a way out of no way Turn, turn my darkness into been day my joy. Been my joy in the time of sorrow oh. When I'm weak, come on, come on. I can never repay you, Lord, for what you've done for me. How you lose my shackles and you set me free. How you made a way? How you made a way out of no way? Then God turned it. Bless you. Been my joy. Hope. Peace. Strength when I'm weak. One more time. Hey. I can never repay you, Lord. How you made a way, then you turn it, turn my darkness into day. Been hope, peace, strength when I'm weak. You've been, we thank God that six have come this morning. One brother, 
five sisters. Number seven, where are you? You were praying, I moved on so it'll lift up off you, but it's in your chest. You feel like you need to come down today. Say yes to Christ. It's time to be planted in a church where you can grow and go. I don't care if you go to church. I'm asking, are you growing at church? Are you growing? You need to a place where you can grow. Where's number seven? I'm waiting on you. I'm not going to bother you, but I sure feel there's at least one more in the room. And you were trying to debate with yourself this morning. I feel like I need to go. Well, this is God giving you confirmation that it's time for you to move and come on up to this altar today. Wherever you are, wherever you are, come on. Wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, come on, just move. This is your confirmation. Come on. Come on, fellowship. Come on, fellowship. Is that more than one coming? Is that more than one coming? Come on. Welcome home. Welcome home. You coming too? You came flying out the back. You said, that's me. That's me. That's me. God bless you. God bless you. Isn't God amazing? Isn't God amazing? Well, that's eight. That's no longer six or seven. That's eight. We thank God. I'm going to leave y'all alone today because I feel an overflow in the room. But I'm going to leave it alone because y'all ain't got that kind of time. And uh, I ain't got that kind of energy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Can we thank God for our eight new members? Some coming to re reconnect today. Our first touch ministry is going to get some information to you and from you so we can stay connected. Do me a favor, if you have your purse or your belongings, grab that and then follow follow my brother right here as they lead you downstairs. Come on, come on, come on. Somebody walk with them so they can grab their belongings. Or if you're sitting with them, make sure you protect their belongings for them. You've been... Come on, right there, right there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Walk with my brother. You've been... Lord, you've been. Lord, you've been so faithful. Right here, God is leading me to lead us in a poor offering. You already gave, but 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 she didn't just give a little bit that's comfortable. She gave it all. So somebody that needs God to move uniquely in your circumstance, I want you to reach back in and say God I'm, this is my poor seed this this on top of everything I've already given today the buckets are here you can give online somebody's listening it's your poor seed and I ain't going to make you do it because if you don't want to do it you ain't got to do it but I'm going to give a $100 seed in the poor seed because I want God to do some unusual outrageous stuff in my life so this is a seed of faith not playing with your emotions it's a seed of faith come on come on poor just, just say, God, I'm trusting you. I'm pouring. It may be a little strain. I, nobody has to know my name, but, but I want to connect with God today in the area of giving. And I want to show God tangibly. I don't mind stretching a little bit. Come on, just pour, 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 pour. I can't tell you what to bring because your $1 may be a sacrifice. Your $20 may be a sacrifice. $100 may be a sacrifice. But just come pour, come pour, come pour, come pour as a sign tangibly that God, I'm trusting you today. You've poured so much into me. How dare I act like I can't pour something back? You've been good to me. Brought me a mighty long way. Took care of things I didn't even have to lift my finger over. You, 
You, you opened doors I didn't even knock on. You took my name in rooms that I didn't even know existed. God, you've been good to me. So I pour from a place of love. I pour from a place of adoration. I pour from a place of faith today. I'm pouring today. I'm pouring today. I'm pouring. Yeah, it's tight right now, but you're going to make it right after a while. It's, it's a struggle, but I'm going to pour anyway. I'm going to break it. And I'm not going to give you some. I'm going to give you all I got. I'm going to give you all I got. Anybody needed that word today? Anybody needed all that? Did anybody need all of that word today? Yes, Lord. You can stand with me. Stand with me. We're getting ready to go home. Thank you. Come on. Keep on pouring. Keep on pouring. Keep on pouring. Deacons at the 11 o'clock service. Let's make sure we have two people upstairs for the offering. Two, two receptacles. One on the left, one on the right. So we just make sure it's already covered. We good. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Love you all. Listen, my soul is happy. Are you glad you came to church today? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Who's in this room and uh, financially, you don't know if you're going to be able to meet some mandatory needs this week. I'm not talking about playful. I'm talking about, listen, if God don't do something immediately, I am in an emergency and I got some stuff I got to handle. I see one hand. Come here. Come here, my sister. I see two hands. I ain't got my glasses on. I see two hands. I'm talking about emergency. Don't, don't, don't play because we're going to do some research. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come here. Come here, my brother. With your hand up. Who else? My sister. In emergency situation. Come here. Come here. How much is it? How much is it? We're going to check it, but just tell me. Thousand. 600 how much is it huh 900 you you know 900 oh you 3,000 yeah that's emergency okay she she said specifically 10 1338 that's what you said 10 1738 uh-huh well here's what we gonna do today God's going to meet your need today 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 yeah, come, come, here. come here now 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 it's in the room it's in the room right now I know there's somebody in this room that can help you with that $3,000. You, you're the biggest one out of everybody. So I'm just going to stand here and wait till somebody walks up and touches you on the back. That's either going to cover it today or they're going to give a major seed towards it today. We're just going to wait on God. Some are all. You said all is covered today. All. That's 900. Who had 900? You got him? You just be encouraging him. Don't touch that back unless you're coming. Now, now who was the next most expensive? You, yours was what? Six, nine, right? A thousand. Step up a little bit. 
because yours about to be covered too and we're going to wait on somebody to come touch you I don't know who it's going to be but they're going to either help you with some of it or they're going to help with all of it we're going to wait 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 thank you all the song she said all of it's covered y'all are y'all losing y'all mind am I losing my mind that's $4,000 covered today. Because let me tell you this, somebody's been giving their all. You can't beat God's giving. And I don't care, everybody in this room, when you get in a tight place, you hold on to your faith and you say, God, I still know you're able. You know you're able, I know you're able, I know you're able. Well, I thank God, my sister, go stand with my brother. Miss Val, come back and stand with my brother. And then you come on over here because we got y'all covered today. Come on, stand over here and we got y'all covered today. We got you covered today. That's 600, 900, and 10, 17, 38 cents. It's some more in the room. I'm just waiting on somebody else want to come pour. Uh-huh. Come on. Come here. Come here. You, you just pick whichever one you want to bless. You just pick whichever one you want to bless. Look at God. Look at God. Look at God. Y'all going to catch up with this in a minute. Y'all going to catch up in a minute. You coming to bless somebody? Come on. Pick whichever one you want to bless. Uh-huh. That 10, 13, 7, 8. Uh-huh. Won't he do? Y'all. Y'all better listen. Listen. Pick whichever one you want to bless. Listen. Whichever one. Whichever one. You just stand with them. Stand with them. Say, I got you. We're going to split this thing. Whatever you got to do. Uh-huh. Won't he do it? Uh-huh. Pick whichever one you want to bless. Don't matter. Won't he do it? Don't tell me to be quiet when I start saying he'll do more than you ever expected. Don't tell me to be quiet because we're living in Ephesians 3.20 right now. Somebody holler at me and say, now unto him who's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all. He's a need. He's a need meeting God. I got to leave y'all alone. Lift your hands to the Lord. Y'all take care of them today. Take care of them. Take care of them. Hang around right here at the altar and make sure that these sisters and brothers are covered today. Somebody ought to shout, God, thank you. Oh. You ought to shout like it's you. Because when he's this close to your neighbor, that means God is in the neighborhood. I bet you won't release a praise at the 8 o'clock service. Not for your blessing, but for your neighbor's blessing. Lean over and tell somebody, and it ain't no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do the same for you. 
He'll do more than you ever expected. We're going home. He'll do more than you ever expected. He'll do more. God will use a woman that almost died to bless somebody else. God will let the one he kept keep somebody else. He'll do more than you ever expected. He'll do more. He'll do more. Put those hands together, 8 o'clock. We're going home. Don't worry. I ain't going to make you sweat. He'll do more.
family i pray you've been blessed by this message that god gave me i hope you stay connected to fellowship chicago through youtube facebook or our website go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship until we meet again may you be blessed by the power the peace and the provisions of god peace peace